0: Hey everyone, I'm Madeline Dell, the chapter goddess. I'm a mom, author, blogger, freelancer, host, and overall creative. I really like to sit down and chat with authors and other creatives to hear what they add to the creative world in general. How do they bring their authentic selves to life in what they do? Our authenticity is important, especially in the world today. So sit back and relax and grab a cup of coffee, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and let's meet this episode's guest.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the book chat. I have a fantastic guest for you guys to meet today. She's got a lot of stuff to offer for authors and readers alike. Let me go ahead and bring her in and she can introduce herself.
2: Hi there, everybody. I'm glad to be here. I'm Nikki Starkat Shields, and I'm an author. I have currently five books out and available, and more in the works. And I'm also a book midwife, which is what I call a writing coach. Um, And I run retreats for writers as well, both virtual and in person. And it's my second career, and I absolutely love it. (laughs) So I'm excited to be here. That is awesome. And you
1: actually answered one of my questions. I was going to ask you what a book midwife was because I saw that, and I was like, oh, That
2: sounds really cool. So
1: it kind of like, go ahead, let's talk about that a little bit first. I know
2: it's kind of out of order, but. That's all right. No, what I generally do is I work with folks who have a book idea or have been told a hundred times that they need to write a book because there's some story or some skill that they have, but they don't, they don't yet consider themselves a writer and, or sometimes I work with people who do consider themselves writers, but they just are having some kind of blockage and need help. So um, I coach them. I, I'm, I'm a priestess of the goddess. so I use a lot of woo-woo tools. I do guided meditations for my clients and things like that. It's just to open up that creative flow and wellspring and to reassure people that you don't need a master's degree to write a book. You don't need to, you know, have excelled in English classes in school. You can practice it like any skill and learn to write it.
1: That is awesome. What drew you to that, to becoming a book midwife?
2: Well, I had been... I've been writing um like articles and blogs and things for pretty much you know my whole life but I started writing actual books in 2012 and then about let's see about 2017 or so I was helping I had, people had known that I had written books and the first one was published with a small publisher and then huh. beyond that I chose to go self-publishing so they knew I had done both you know, both these things and um, asked me to help with their books. So one of these people, um, that I was helping said, you know, I, I had a, I was an entrepreneur already at the time. I had a kind of a spiritual coaching business and I was struggling to get some traction with that. And she knew it. And she said, you know, you're really good at helping people write their books. Cause you're doing it for me. You should do that as a career. It's a little more tangible. Like you'll have a book, you know, if you spiritual coaching, is really awesome but it's hard to say what you're going to get out of it right so yeah when you work with a book coach you're going to have your book manuscript and you'll also get all this like spiritual like help as well kind of along with it so
1: that um, is really cool yeah. I, I like that you did that you oh i lost my question do you feel like it was challenging to get that started like kind of like shift your mind to that mindset
2: a little bit. Um, I did. I'd been working with a business coach prior to this. So I did have some skills with like marketing and things like that. So that really totally helped anybody who wants to like start a entrepreneurial career. I would say get a book coach. I mean, get a business coach to do that yeah. because it really helps to to get those basic skills. But yeah, it it I kind of had to shift gears. But on the other hand, like as I started doing the work, I realized how unbeknownst to me I'd kind of been preparing for it my whole life <laughs> so yeah. you know I had different skills that I'd pulled in from different areas I'm I'm 53 now so I had like a first career I had my, my first career was in public radio actually which Ooh. is why I'm kind of comfortable on on podcast hey, like right. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, you're
1: relaxed and smiling and everything and that's the answer
2: so. so I pulled in you know skills from different areas of my life and was like oh this is really kind of what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah,
1: it's awesome when that clicks and everything just kind of like falls into place after that. That's yeah. kind of how I felt when I stepped into writing instead of trying to work at the health field. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. like this just makes sense. So, and it's strange. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain that to people that have not like been there and been through that same situation. But I get that because it sounds like you
2: kind of went there with yeah. yourself. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times things that we come to later in life are like impulses that we had as a kid. Like I wanted to be a writer when I was a little kid. And then as school, you know, went through school and people were like, oh, you can't really make a living at that. Do something else. Da, 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 da. I ended up going into like studying journalism, but then like the the deadlines, like for things for in the news world were just not great for my body. So I went into broadcasting, went into public radio and then came back around full circle to like writing books and helping other people write books so
1: yeah deadlines are kind of my worst enemy which is kind of why I've stuck with like the self-publishing I get to make my own (laughs) time because I just get like stressed and I'm just like nope I don't want to do it anymore agreed Agreed. because I struggled with that with like doing a NaNoWriMo um I just like I was like, Yeah, we're gonna do this. I'm motivated. And I started on and we just went out the door. And I was like, Okay, we're gonna write words, write words. So mm-hmm. go for words. Yeah. Which go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about your books or
2: So I started off um, with my writing journey, writing a pagan, uh, writing a column for a pagan newsletter. And this was like just pre-internet. So it was like early 90s when it was still like a stapled together paper newsletter in my state. I live in Maine and I wrote a column six times a year for them. And so then I did that for probably 10 years. And by the time I was ready to like, okay, I'm ready to publish a book. Um, My husband said to me, well, why don't you do a collection of those essays? That you had written. And so I did. So my first book is um Star Cat's Corner, which was the name of my column, Essays in Pagan Living. And it was like all about living in harmony with the seasons and the moon phases and you know doing magic and that sort of thing. Um and so that was fun. And I that got picked up by a British um publishing house called Moon Books, which they were really great to work with. But what I discovered in working with them is that, and they were, they're a pagan press, mm-hmm. um, two things I discovered my next, when I was ready to write my next book, I wanted it to be for a wider audience than just pagans. And yeah. also that when you work with a small to medium publisher, um, and maybe a lot of writers don't know this, they really expect you to do a lot of the legwork in terms of marketing and promotion. Ugh. And so, and you're getting a really small royalty. So I, my thought was, well, if I'm going to do this work anyway, I would like to receive more of the benefits. And so I went self yeah. with publishing. A second oh. book and subsequently now if I got a big publishing deal from Payhouse or something I wouldn't object so it's yeah. not like all or nothing but currently I've chosen to go with with self publishing so my second book was um cultivating self-love so this is a journey that I had been on I know a lot of us especially women get, like get super self-critical
1: oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's built and into yeah. our brains Let's yeah we're
2: like exactly. taught yeah oh. Um, so I kind of worked really hard to unravel that and so then I wrote a book about how I did it and how other people could do it
1: the That's other thing awesome, Just oh, awesome. sorry <laughs> <Thank you.
2: laughs> um, the other thing that I did for myself was in 1997 and I you know you have your little boy I had a little kid like he was born in 96 yeah. and in 97 I decided to start a daily spiritual practice every morning so at first of course it was little guy coming in and bug me da, 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 you know but I kept with it and I've been doing it ever since and so I wrote a book called centered in spirit how like basically how to start a daily spiritual practice how to fit it in with family and crazy lifestyle and how to if you don't resonate with there's like the big three there's like right yoga and meditation and mindfulness and if you don't resonate with those you can still do a daily spiritual practice there are other things
1: is amazing because so, like it is a struggle yeah. i i do yoga yeah. a little bit but it's more i do more mindfulness than like the yoga and meditation meditation is extremely hard with yes. <laughs> like you said yes. but like before yeah. i had him i did meditate every day it it's life-changing like yeah it's, it's amazing sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no that's all right <laughs>
2: i think it's really neat to do this when you have little kids because you're kind of being a role model for them they see hmm. you doing things for yourself and they see that that's important. So I think that can be really good um, for the kids as well as yourself. Yes, definitely. Um, and then the next book after that um, is absolutely my favorite that I've written. It's called The Heart of the Goddess. And it was a challenge from a friend to stop writing like introductory level books and write like a a, a book for people who had already kind of been on the path. And I, oh. I um, did some channeled writing in that. That was like my first foray into channeled writing. I did um, like the chapters that are by different goddesses, like for different parts of life, Lakshmi for money and Bridget for creativity and, you know, that sort of thing. And it was it was really inspired. So that's kind of that's my favorite. Um, Then I started building the book midwife business, so I wasn't writing as much. But my partner Brent and I um, wrote a book during the pandemic. We kind of put together again, like blog posts and things we had written and made it into Uh, basically a book on the law of attraction and the tides of life so we we've been in and out of like we're pagan but we're also we're in the law of attraction kind of new agey sort of community and we noticed this like dichotomy between the two it's like the law of attraction people are doing like great with the whole manifesting what you want in life and the life you want to live but they didn't really know about like the moon phases or the seasons or how that affects like your your work and then the pagans were awesome with the seasons and living in harmony with the moon phases, but they, a lot of pagans tend to have prosperity struggles, like okay. poverty and like not feeling that um, they're deserving or, you know, there's just a lot of that. So we're like, well, we're going to combine them together. So we're going to combine them together and put like how to manifest while being in harmony with the earth. So. That is really <laughs> oh, yeah. oh,
1: you guys put together a bunch of blog posts and everything to create this book that you're working on now,
2: right? That one's out. We did that. Oh, we okay. released yeah, we did that. And so the one I'm working on now is kind of about the journey that I take my clients on. So it's um mm-hmm. the elements of creativity. That one's not out yet, but it's coming. Um so and I, cool. I combined it again with my my spirituality. And so it's like the elements as in air, earth, fire, water, and spirit, like where okay. each is in relation to creativity and how I help clients write the book using those tools. And so um, that's awesome. the new one. And then my fiction, <laughs> but the fiction's not out yet. I'm still working yeah. on that. Yeah. Still work in progress. Yeah. So
1: writing the fiction versus the stuff you've already put out, do you find there's a difference between those?
2: Yeah, to me, fiction feels harder, actually. Um, I mean, it's easy to kind of draft it and be like, I have a lot of creative ideas. So that part flows. But then to like really make the plot cohesive and do the revisions and make like put in, you know, foreshadowing and (laughs) all of that is challenging. It's fun, but challenging. So and I also had gotten the advice that if you're going to do a series and you're self-publishing, it's best to like have at least like three of them ready because people are going to want to read them, you know, consecutively. So I'm working on, I like the first one's pretty close to ready. The second one's like rough still. And the third one I'm drafting. So I'm going to, you know, getting all three of those ready before I launch them into the world.
1: Yeah. Do you think you'll do the rapid release publishing with those? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I did not get a rapid release publishing. So I, and the reason I actually, this was, I was on a show earlier this week, talked about, um, rapid release publishing versus just like regular non-rapid release Mm -hmm. and how the struggle with that but if you're doing like you mentioned doing you're writing the series and waiting to publish like it's easier to do it like that yeah other than like some of the authors i've seen which is very few have been put putting a book out like a month and i'm like Yeah. Holy monkeys, like how That's are you hard. doing this? Like we can do that. <laughs> what does your mental health look like if you're <laughs> if you're constantly putting, putting books out? And it's just <laughs> insane yeah. with so many different things coming out. Do you have like a routine that you stick with when you write? Because I know you've got your other services on the side too. Do you like schedule a time to write daily in there with everything?
2: I do. Um, I'm a longtime journal keeper and I've got that as part of my, my morning routine. But for when I'm working on a book um actively, I like to, I set up my own schedule because, you know, I work for myself. So I'd like to um, do my writing first thing in my day. That's not super early because I'm not an early morning person, but like say around, sit in my office around 10 and then write for an hour or two. And then I'll start having client calls and meetings and things like that. So, um, and then if I'm really going, I I can like work in the evening as well. I'm somewhat of a um, night owl and my kids are grown up. So (laughs) I have have more of my own time now. Um, So, you know, the evening can also be another time when I when I do um, do my writing one thing I'd like to do too with my fiction and with my next book is to get support with like launching because that's not my wheelhouse you know writing is my wheelhouse but like the whole launching and publicity yeah. I can do a lot of marketing for my business and that goes well but for some reason my books are like it's like my babies you know it's really hard for me yeah. <laughs> to market them so um, yeah I mean, so I want to I get higher some ideas people.
1: with yes some uh, I will put it like I'll well, I yes. guess I can say it and just cut it out, but there's like Bargain Booksy, Book oh. Rebel, I think it's Book Rebel, Booksy Library, and those are three that are really good to help promote. Like they do a newsletter thing, ooh, ooh, so when awesome. you get ready to like publish it and have the links, like you can do those. So there's a couple more, but awesome. I can't remember
2: off the top of my head. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, I kind of yeah. want to just be able to hire like a launch team and be like. Go and so yeah, no one of my business goals, you know,
1: <laughs> so much easier. It's yeah. like those they don't really like do. Like I mean, they send it out to all of yeah. their, and I've had a lot of success with it, especially like with pre-orders and stuff. But like, you like, have, have to do the other stuff.
2: So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh-huh.
1: with your business that you have created and everything, what was what, what did you find was the biggest struggle with getting that going?
2: Um, it's really kind of getting the word out. It's sort of a, um, an undertaking, like writing a book is a big thing. So it takes people a while to kind of be like committed to doing it. So I find that I'm really nurturing my prospective clients over months and months rather than just like, yep, I'm ready to buy. So, um, it's been good because I have a nice network of, um, we call each other the biz sisters through this one coach that we're part. Of. So we shout each other out and we give referrals. And that's really good. But um, I'm finding I find it's hard. I'd love to have a big following, you know, on, on social and have a big email list and all that. And that's been very incremental. In, yeah in, and and what I love is like once people work with me like I have a very good like they're willing to give testimonials and referrals and it actually works yeah it's just getting someone who's never met me to understand that it's going to help and it's going to work and that yes. their their dreams their creative dreams are worth investing in because oh, yeah. it's something that like our culture thinks you ought to just be able to go just go in your office and write a book like do it by yourself yes oh that's my not, that's
1: not easy and so <laughs> many people like I as I author and like as a female like I know we, you and I both have been through that struggle to like actually go for that creative dream because like you mentioned earlier like they growing up you heard all the time you're not going to make money at that you're not going to make money with that And although you, we don't make a ton of money unless we have some side gigs going on too it's still rewarding in more ways than one because like for me my mental health and everything are so much better since I've become an author than it was before And it's just a huge difference.
2: So to me, that is worth it. What's really cool is people can build a career around what they love. And it might not be like, no, I'm not earning all my money as a, as an author by any means, but I'm doing this coaching that's all related to stories and creativity. And it's so fun that, you know, you can, if you, if you think about it, you can build a career around doing what you love. And it might not just be one thing, but you know, this, like cornucopia of things so
1: yeah and which you've kind of got that going on as a book midwife like do you have one thing that stands out the most in what you do that you enjoy more than the others
2: um I really love leading retreats so um I lead um well so I started my first retreat was 2019 in person here in Maine on the Mm -hmm. ocean Mm -hmm. and then we had the pandemic and then (laughs) so like so I started doing virtual retreats so I do four times a year I do virtual retreats it's on a Saturday Sunday and then I I'm, I started this this year I started back with the um, in-person summer retreat which is longer mm-hmm. it's a week oh. and so it's so much fun so, Market-less. Delightful. Market-less. Yeah, so <laughs> delightful yeah yeah um the they're both they're different I mean the virtual ones in are, you know you're on zoom a lot that weekend and what but, but it's still it's really I've just set it up to be really magical and and fun for people. And they're not only doing their own writing, but there are times when we're doing little mini workshops or I'm leading a guided journey or doing some journaling prompts or so, you know, it's just kind of led and then, okay, now go off and do work on your project, you know? Um, And then the in-person one, so much fun. We have this um, retreat place that we um, rent that used to be a Unitarian Universalist retreat center on the ocean. So it's gorgeous there. And we go during the week, which in summer in Maine is really busy, like touristy. And on the weekends, this place gets busy. But during the week, it's super quiet. So there's like not distractions. You can go walk by the ocean. You can sit on the porch and write. It's just, it's really fun. So I think that's probably my favorite way of working with people.
1: Yes, that would be, I can see why that is the highlight. Like why you enjoy that the most. Because in a way, you also get to go and enjoy and just relax and enjoy meeting people and sharing like all the writing stuff
2: yeah and when we're at dinner like we're eating and we're talking about our stories and our struggles and our and we had this one woman who came in who could like did like tarot readings for characters which was super cool Ooh, yeah like for, really yeah cool. was, like just stuff like that It was how
1: okay I have to ask how does that work I mean I know the characters are all like in our heads and stuff
2: but like yeah. well she did for me the what she did for me was um I was think it was my is my second yeah it's my second book that I was working on at the time this was the 2019 one so it's a bit yeah um but she she, I had this um antagonist this like Mm -hmm. bad guy person and I didn't really know what her backstory was and so she did this reading on her backstory and we sort of talked as the cards came up and co-created this backstory and like recorded the conversation and it helped so much make this character more you know nuanced and more because you know bad guys don't like think they're the bad guy they're just trying yeah, to do something yeah. to make it better or whatever and so to have her have this story of all this trauma she'd gone through was great so
1: yeah. have you tried to do that with any more characters after that I don't know if you're into the tarot stuff I am like,
2: I haven't yet but I have it kind of like a tool in my back pocket like mm, yeah yeah, that, that is so really so cool
1: because there's some interesting stuff can come up with that and it's that's yeah. that, this is mind-boggling and fascinating to me like I want to do that now for one of my characters and see yeah. what comes up I mean some of most of mine kind of have a backstory but there is one character and I'm gonna I'm calling it my ember horse the mm. ember verse because it's kind of like the world is being created off of the trilogy I'm working on right now but nice. there's one character she's kind of like her Backstories, like in the back of my mind, she's not a major player in the stories. She is book one, kind of, but like she's got a lot of stuff that happens and influences her character and i'm just like okay can i put that down and i'm yeah
2: well you know it it helps if you had a little bit of like clues because then you know you pull it okay four of swords what how does that relate okay and then you kind of have a little bit of a clue and then you just build it out as you read them it's it's really fun it's really fun so we do things like that we do um also at the in-person retreat we do like a sharing night where everybody shares some piece of what they're working on Mm. um which is super fun and uh yeah
1: that sounds fun
2: I have a Get new out. I have a new I've been I have had three virtual retreats that I've kind of been like um, doing for a year and a half or two and I just added a new one so now I'm gonna have a different theme each quarter mm. and the new one is called unleash your superpowers Ooh. and I'm all oh, so excited about it because I feel like everybody comes into this life creative mm-hmm. and has some kind of like creative genius and then like we talked about that gets kind of you know, yeah, torn like, down, side, pushed like away.
1: Do this is yeah. how it's gotta be, yeah. cut and dry.
2: Yeah. Ugh. And your all your to-do list items come before your creativity, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And so I want to encourage people to bring that creativity, not only to bring your creative projects into mm-hmm. the forefront of your life, but to bring your creativity into your life. If you have to go and do meal plans, have a little fun with it. You know, you got to go grocery shopping, pretend you're on a scavenger hunt. I mean, there's things yeah. you can do to like, bring a fun and creativity into your life and make it yeah because I mean That's the creativity the, the
1: does, like I, I agree with you it does kind of you you have that it's there you just gotta find a way to use it because I mean nothing in this world would have been invented mm-hmm. had creativity not existed in their brain so, okay.
2: yeah it needs to be like that and in school settings we discourage kids from daydreaming and I understand why because you have to kind of get the whole class going to a certain yeah. direction but daydreaming is such a amazing tool for writers and yes. creatives
1: I was a major yeah. daydreamer day back in yeah. the day and now here we are and I'm using it because I'm like what? Yeah. but I did I get lucky I had a teacher that encouraged that at one that point works. and I just mm-hmm. kind of like let it grow not so much so quickly as I really probably should have because there is still that cut dry you gotta fit in square, and you're like oh no I want to think outside the box and be different but mm-hmm. it's yeah I love the art the way works sometimes right yeah (laughs) so the fiction story tell me again a little bit more about that like well you're working on it
2: you said I'm working on it it's it's what a lot of people call urban fantasy but I'm calling it contemporary fantasy because it's not urban like I'm not in a city yeah (laughs) so it's contemporary fantasy so it's this world and then something happens that's magical and what happens is um so the inspiration from for this book came from Uh, my partner Brent and I were in a modern vaudeville troupe uh, from about 2008 to about 2015 or so. And we were uh, drummer, hand drummers, like we drum and we were drumming and doing little skits in the, we were drumming in the band and doing skits. And there were other performers that were like fire spinners and belly dancers and um, other, you know, people. And so my brother said, oh, you should write a book about that. I was like, huh. So the book is actually about, A modern vaudeville troupe. And um, the main character is one of the fire spinners. And she discovers that, well, the the thing that happens is that their troop leader disappears on the eve of going on a tour, like to go do gigs. And so they're like, oh my God, what happened? And come to find out, there's like this um, character, the fire spinner, she spins, which is very patterned. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a lot of patterns yeah can we do it and she also draws mandalas like that's one of her hobbies she draws oh these intricate mandalas and and she works in a library and she likes to perform and she finds out that she's actually a pattern mage Ooh. so um and then we go along with the mystery of finding out what happened to the troop leader a bunch of the other people start disappearing sort of like a fantasy mystery sort of combo yeah. uh, and she has to like not only accept that magic is a thing but also like like learn her she sort of learned her skills by doing her her hobbies but she has to like make those useful in this whole um mystery scene and yeah her stuff and there's some romance in there as well and
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that it's that genre and I haven't ever really thought about it as contemporary fantasy I do write urban fantasy and it's not really in urban like yeah. outside the city thing cuz it's more mm-hmm. of like out in the country cuz it's about like the in, the emberverse it's in based here in Oklahoma and like oh, it's next to um kind of like a state park in a small town here, versus mm-hmm. like being in the suburb but I've never thought of it being like different like that the setting and stuff cuz urban fantasy versus like contemporary fantasy that's actually that would be a good like same yeah. thing to kind of go down a rabbit hole and research you know? <laughs> yeah sorry yeah. i'm trying to like contain my thought process here because that that is really interesting that you call it that and it's just that's cool and i'm excited because like i too write that and cool That's gonna be a fun story yeah yeah so with the patterns you mentioned he does that does that kind of influence what happens? to
2: it does it makes we're able to travel so in my in my world it's um there's a multiverse kind of like in the marvel world but uh, not so much of the superheroes but in the multiverse there are different places you can go to different planes and so she figures out how to do that and she needs to do that because you know people are disappearing where did they go they're not anywhere on earth where do they go <laughs> so. that is so
1: fine and I like that that is just really cool how you've tied all of that together from real inspiration like real events in the world
2: that is so cool it gives it flavor too because you know the the characters are what like they all sort of have day job kind of gigs Mm -hmm. but then in their spare time they're like yeah we're going on tour we're practicing our music we're doing our rehearsals like it just gives it some flavor like
1: yeah yeah. so in that world does the non-magical beings like the regular humans do they know that magic exists
2: no most people don't know (laughs) so yeah Yeah. so they have to kind of do this and her family like really doesn't like it's not their thing so they're like you know she can't even confide with her in your so with
1: pulling the multiverse into this, have you, how much world building are you putting into
2: this? Like, I've had a lot of fun with that. I actually wrote, um, like a 10 page, um, Google doc about the rules of magic. Like what, Yay. what are the limits? Because I feel like that's the thing that you have to have if you're doing fantasy of any kind mm-hmm. is like, it can't just be unlimited magic. Cause I could just, Oh, I want a million dollars. Boom. I'm all set. You know, like yes. there have to be limits. Yes. There have to be limits and rules. And so I've written up a big, thing about that i bring in in book three i'm bringing in merfolk oh uh, so there's like other you know Yay. other sort of shape-shifty kind of things going on and yeah. again it's like in my in my um, world the the myths and things that we hear about shapeshifters or mer people or whatever are because of visits from other planes Ooh. so it's not like they originated here on earth but if someone has seen a werewolf well then maybe that's from another plane and they came here and unbeknownst to the most of the mortals <laughs> you know that they can they can do stuff there's also an, an interplanar council so oh. um yeah each um there's interplanar council run by what we would probably call an archangel oh. so it's like a spiritual being that's like okay we just want to make sure that you know the rules of magic are followed and that people aren't like trying to take over other (laughs) worlds and things like that and so um so my character gets kind of pulled into that world and is like whoa there's i never knew any of this (laughs) existed so
1: um, it's gonna be interesting to read
2: for sure
1: okay totally adding that to my my tbr for when you get done with them like
2: (laughs) the first book is called patterns in the void (laughs) then that that fits the whole like
1: going with her spinning the fire so did you with having been part of the group with the spire spinners did you get to sit down and talk to them about like where they learned their craft
2: well my daughter spins fire so yeah and she so we homeschooled Um, Mm -hmm. I have kids who are homeschooled. And so we tried a lot of different things and just to see what, you know, what they wanted to do. One of the things that she did at a conference actually was they, had some people who were just spending fire. She's like, I want to try that. She's like 13. It's so like, all right, we know we've learned the safety of it. We learned that, you know, and so she has done it and then has made other friends that that do it as well. So yeah, I've, I've hung out and talked with them. Fire's like not my thing. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm all set. I love to watch it and I love to yes. play drums for it. So
1: um, awesome. Yeah. well, we have reached our time limit. So go ahead and yeah. tell our listeners and viewers where they can find you and your work.
2: Um, if you're interested in the book midwife side of things, I'm at NikkiStarkatShields.com. And then I have also my blog, starcatscorner.com, And so that uh, is they're also linked on each other. And my books are there found on the sidebar um, of each of those, well, of the sidebar of, this, of the blog and then under resources. Um, on the uh, NikkiStarCatShields website. I'm also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram is at Nikki at Shields, and I really have fun with that. There's a lot of cat photos, <laughs> stacks yes. of books, things like that, along with this stuff. So, um, come and visit me there. And I just started playing around with TikTok.
1: <laughs> so like everybody's slowly moving yeah, to yeah. the TikTok world now, and it's like hey, yay! It's kind of fun. <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. All right. Thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: Hey guys, me again. Thank you for watching the show. I hope you enjoyed the book chat and everything we talked about. If you'd like to check out some of my work, you can find the link to my website below, or you can reach out to me through my website to be on the show yourself. Also, don't forget to check out the featured creatives work. I super appreciate them taking time out of their day to be on the show. And also, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe. We've got many new things coming in the future. So once again, thanks for watching. See you soon.